Hi guys, welcome back to Chaos Pending. This is Ashley. Thank you for joining me again for episode two. I actually already recorded a version of episode two, but I didn't like it. So I'm re-recording and it's taken me a while to get to this point because I actually recorded the first version the day I posted episode one or the day after because I was hoping to have episode two out by like tomorrow and hopefully I'll still have it out by tomorrow. Um, so yeah, but I, I didn't like the way that I worded some things. Um, because just the climate of ever, the world right now, you kind of, you know, you have to be careful how you say and word things. And even though I want this to be completely real, I don't want to purposely offend anyone or accidentally offend anyone. And that's the issue that I was having with the first version is... I was talking about um, difficulties and, you know, coming from a straight white woman, that's, you know, that's kind of not necessarily a topic that I kind of have a, a right to right now, I guess. I mean, I do because every, you know, everyone experiences difficulties in their life, but I didn't want it to come across in a way that was harmful um, or like I said, that like unintentionally rubbed anyone the wrong way. So I just decided that I was going to redo it. I kind of talked a lot about my kids anyway. <laughs> so I decided that what I'm going to do is with episode two is I'm just going to kind of introduce everybody a little bit and just see where that goes. Because I've been like stewing for like three weeks now on how... I can turn that around and do it a little bit differently, but still talk about the, the same things. And I'm just really not sure. And then once I get done introducing everyone, if I haven't like talked your ear off for way longer than I intend to, I um, want to kind of explore a little bit how having mental illness, a mental illness, or mental handicaps or however you want to word it affect the way you deal with things just because like my February was insane you guys and I just kind of while trying to figure out what episode two was now going to be about I kind of like realized some things about myself and so if I don't like just go crazy I'll talk about that this time if not It'll be in episode three. So first and foremost, I'm Ashley. I'm the mom of five beautiful kids and one bonus daughter. I am married to Tyler. We have been married since 2020. We've been together, though, for like seven-ish years. Uh, our, the beginning of our relationship is really, really weird. And it was kind of a lot of back and forth for a really long time. And like... You know, that right person, wrong time situation happened to us more than once. 
but we made it now, and so we're here now. Um, but anyways, so I'm the mom, uh, you know, obviously the wife. I'm blessed that I don't have to go to work every day. Um, I get to stay home with our youngest. He starts school next year, though, and I'm not ready for it, you guys. I'm just, I'm not. And I kind of dabble in all the different things. I do this. You know, I just recently started this podcast. I design notebooks, um, like the covers, and sell them on Amazon. I am very crafty. I do yarn work and resin work. Um, I just recently got into diamond painting, which it's kind of weird that it's painting because it's literally just sticking these little rhinestones to a sheet of glue. But they call it diamond painting, so I just recently got into that, and that's super fun. Um, I like actual painting. I absolutely adore reading, so give me all the book suggestions. For a little while, I was a... A book reviewer and so I reviewed books but the issue with that became that I wanted to reread them too many times and so I was taking too long to review the books because sometimes I have to read a book more than once to be able to like really review it and um, so I don't really do that too much anymore other than like you know personal things I don't get paid to do it anymore so yeah and I just you know I kind of I get everybody where they need to be make sure all the appointments are made and set so I'm kind of like our secretary HR person that's who I am <laughs> my job is family HR manager so yeah so that's me um, like I said I'm married to Tyler he is a field technician and so he works every day, Monday through Thursday, from like 8 to 6.30, and it's crazy um, long hours, but he gets a three-day weekend every week, so that's awesome. He is the best dad, the best partner. He takes care of us so well. We got so lucky, like so much so that like he gets up with the kids every day and puts them on the bus. He does the dishes at night. He does all of our laundry, 99% of the time, he's just really amazing, you guys. Um, the best dad ever. He loves being with his kids and playing with his kids. I mean, don't get me wrong, he likes being by himself and playing his games too and doing his thing too. But, you know, he'll always put that on pause to do a Pokemon card battle with our son or, you know roll around on the floor with them while they're all climbing on top of him and just, you know, making each other laugh. I hope that eventually you guys will be able to talk to him, not talk to him, but hear him talk to me just to, you know, kind of get our dynamic and things. Like, we just, we make each other laugh all the time. That's, like, my favorite thing about us is we can, like, we can make each other belly laugh. Like, laugh so hard it hurts over just the craziest things, and that's so special to me and my favorite thing, absolute favorite thing about us. Our oldest is 11. Her name is Aurora. She currently lives with her bio dad, 
which we'll get into that a little bit in a different episode and how that makes me feel, what led to that, just all of the different things. She is a lot like both of her parents, me and her dad. But she's also like super crafty and like likes to do all the things. Like right now she's really obsessed with fashion designing and you know, that's she wants to be a veterinarian slash fashion designer when she gets bigger. And then we have Killian, our seven year old. Um actually he's about to be eight next week. He is autistic, so he's on the spectrum. Um, he leans more to the Asperger side of that. And if you guys don't know what that is, Asperger's is more of a social form of autism instead of like a learning disability. So he's super, super intelligent. But when it comes to like social cues and picking up on people's emotions and different things like that, like he's totally unsure. We go to, um, he's got therapies several times a week. Um, he's the one that keeps me the most busy getting all of his things worked out and situated and all of that, but I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure they all can live their best life. And that's, you know, getting him to all of his appointments and all the things, even though he can't stand it, but hopefully when he's bigger, he'll realize, you know, these tools that I'm giving him now through all these different therapies set him up for success. Um, but he's real big into Minecraft and Pokemon and video, you know, like Roblox. You know, he's our video gamer. Legos. He absolutely loves Legos and Pokemon right now. Those are his things. But he's a bunch of fun and he can be super silly. And, you know, when he is just not in his own little Killian world, he does just make us giggle because he's just so silly. And then we have Brooklyn, which is my bonus daughter. She's not biologically mine. She's Tyler's. She is also seven. Um, She lives with her mom. And she is absolutely gorgeous and has the most beautiful bright red hair. And she is also super, super, super smart and super, super caring and loving. Um... All of my natural-born children, except for number four, are, like, super fiercely independent and, like, don't ever want anything to do with me. Very rarely do they, like, just want cuddles. Number four does. Nixie does. She she just comes and sits on me all the time. Um, and Brooklyn is very much like that, too. She just comes and loves on us and sits on us and plays with my hair and, you know, does all of those things. She's just such a sweet, sweet, loving girl. And then we have Juliet, who is six. You will notice that all of our younger, once after Rory, they are all one after the other. That was not on purpose. It just kind of happened that way because that's what life wanted for us. And some days it is really hard having them really close together like that because they fight over the silliest things. But other days, it's absolutely magical that they're so close together because every other one, so Aurora is just the mama hen to all of them, but then you have Juliet and, or well, I'm sorry, Killian 
is like super protective of Nixie and then Juliet is super protective of Bastion but then Bastion and Nixie are really close like best friends and Juliet and Killian are really close like best friends and then Killian is totally obsessed with Aurora so it like it's a weird dynamic sometimes but the way that they all love each other is just super wonderful so Juliet is six and she is super super smart um like math whiz she's very sassy oh my gosh the attitude on that child but she's also like super witty um she's our one that can come back with a comeback and like it's like the perfect timing the perfect like wittiness like she she makes us giggle and it's she like right now she's kind of in her disrespectful stage but a lot of the time she's not doing it in a disrespectful way and so it's just like totally totally hilarious and we'll just be like okay like we can't be mad when you say those things and she knows it and so she just makes us she just gets us laughing and so then we have Nixie who is six no she's not six Juliet is six Nixie is five yeah Nixie's five and so she's number my biological number four and she is the only one of my natural born children that's not like super super independent she is don't get me wrong she's independent and she wants to do all the things by herself but she also wants to be around me and her papa a lot more than the other kids do and she's always kind of been that way so she's like super super lovey and she's a leo like her dad and so she wants you to look at her and give her all the attention all the time but she's also like super emotional too and like wears her heart completely on her sleeve and so like if you even glance her way funny like you're not even looking at her you're looking at something behind her but she thinks you're looking at her funny she's gonna cry she's so sensitive but you know that's that's her and we love her and even she's got a scary attitude um it's kind of been a joke since she was super little that she's the only one of them I'm afraid of <laughs> just because she's like always been so much a papa's girl that like if I would joke with her and be like oh no this is my papa get off she would like look at me with these death eyes y'all and so yeah so she's my little my little fire baby like she's she's got some powerful emotions y'all and then last but certainly not least is Bastion he's four he is our imaginative goofball. He spends 95% of his time in Bastion land. And you guys, we have the most fun just watching him. He is the most imaginative out of all of our kids. I think that's probably why he likes books the most. All of my kids love to read, but Bash will sit for hours just bringing me books and books and books and mommy can you read this um but I think it has a lot to do with he is just so imaginative he can turn anything into anything else or have nothing at all and 
just be in this whole other world. And it's so fascinating to watch him play because, you know, during the week, it's just me and him Monday through Thursday. And just to watch his little mind work is, you guys, it blows my mind sometimes because none of my other kids were like that. Um, You know, they all played. They all, you know, they play house and school and they do the pretending. Um, But Bastion takes it to a whole nother level. And it's so crazy. And so, like, it's seriously fascinating. It is so fascinating to watch. But him, too, he also... I just have the silliest kids, you guys. Like, we are we are a house of complete laughter when they're not arguing. Because all we do is just make each other laugh. You know, they are goofballs. Tyler and I are goofballs, him more so than me. But we just, we have a bunch of fun together, and I love it. So, yeah, but as you can tell, they are all, like, between, like, 13 and 16, I think, is the longest months apart. Um, And that does have its challenges because the issue that happened, that I know happened, is none of them got to be, except for Bastion and Aurora, the first and the last, none of them got to be a baby long enough. And they kind of all started learning things at the same time. You know, Killian is ahead of Juliet and Nixie, but because he was learning how to walk, how to talk, that made Juliet want to learn how to walk and how to talk that much sooner. Juliet was our earliest walker. She walked at like 10, 10 and a half months. Um, and I was just mind blown, but Killian was, you know, a little over a year at that point, and... Or no, he was—he had just—he was about to turn two at that point, because she was about to be one, and so you know he's just getting into the groove of walking, and we're you know making sure he's saying all these words correctly. So she babbled even more, and so that kind of had its own challenges. Where, you know, my littler ones, Juliet and Nixie, in particular, kind of grew up I know you know they're not grown up yet they're still really little but they hit these milestones a little bit quicker than they naturally would have because you know they're so close to each other and I think that has a lot to do with why they like they gripe and they argue over the craziest things like what color spoon they have and it's like seriously you guys you're arguing over a spoon but then we also have Killian's autism that plays a factor into that as well and it's really really challenging to parent two different types of children every single child is different and parenting every single child is completely different there's things that we can do for Nixie that we can't do for Bash that just don't work um you know there's things that don't work for Nixie, but work for Juliet, or, you know, so every child is already very different, and so you kind of have to, each time you add a new child into your family, you kind of have to adjust your parenting just a little bit to suit that specific child's need, 
because they're just little people, right? You know, you and I don't have the same needs. I don't expect Killian and Aurora to have the same needs. I don't expect Killian and Juliet to have the same needs or Juliet, Nixie, and so on, you know. But when I say that it's challenging parenting two different types of children, I'm talking about the differences between parenting Killian and then the rest of my children who are not autistic. Because there's certain things that Killian needs in certain ways things have to be said and done for Killian to understand that it puts in an extra layer almost. But because of that extra layer, the other kids almost don't understand sometimes. They understand that Killian's brain works differently than theirs does. And that's why he has different things that they do. And why he's, you know, when he gets in trouble, it's a little bit different. But at the same time, they're still kids. And so getting them to that understanding is difficult in certain situations. Because we try to do all things you know, fairly, quote unquote, for all of the kids. But then there's just some things that Killian needs that the other kids don't that, you know, we will have to explain to them that, you know, this is a a need for Killian, whereas for you, it would be cool to have it, but like you don't necessarily need it. For example, Killian has a sensory swing. So basically, it's like this hammock that's made out of that um, like spandexy type material. It's like a very stretchy material um, that's folded in on itself. And so he can get in it and he's kind of cocooned and it's like hugging him. And that's always been a Killian thing. That's only for Killian. It's not for anyone else and no one else is allowed to get in it or play in it. Because that's a safe space for Killian. It's a quiet space for Killian. We always have it in, you know, a very quiet area of our home. So that way, when Killian needs to desensitize or, you know, calm down off of whatever emotion he's feeling or, you know, whatever's happening with him, he can and he can do that without anyone interrupting him. Give me just one second, guys. What? Sure. And so that's always just been a really, really difficult thing for all the younger kids to grasp is, you know, why Killian has these special things that they don't have. But then they, you know, as they get bigger and their understanding becomes a little bit better, they they get over it. Doing that dance with all of them has been a challenge But we're, you know, we figure it out and every day is different and, you know, we have to add things sometimes and take things away sometimes, but we're getting it and, you know, we're, we're having all the fun and that's what matters is that, you know, overall everyone is happy and mostly healthy. So yeah, so that's us and I just wanted to like introduce everybody, I guess, so that way later on when I'm saying names, 
you can kind of be like, oh, yeah, okay, so that's that one, or, okay, that's her husband, you know, Tyler's her husband, or, you know, just because you, I didn't want there to be any point where you're like, oh, my God, who is she talking about? Like, this is so weird. Uh, and I just kind of realized, like, as I kept going back and listening to the first version of episode two, that I would say, like, Killian's name, but I never necessarily introduced him and, like, told you who he was. Um, I mean, you can kind of fill in the dots. It's the blanks. It's not that difficult, but I just wanted to make it a much, much easier for you. So... Since I'm not quite at 30 minutes, but we're almost there, I am going to talk a little bit about how mental health, having a mental issue, affects how you handle different situations. So at the beginning of February, I got into a car accident. I'm fine. My car is not, but I am, and so that's, that's what matters. Two or three, two or three days later, my husband's grandmother passed away, and that was hard because now we don't have a car to get to his family. Very thankfully, the universe works in glorious ways, and that Thursday, he was actually sent to Homa for work, and so I told him just to stay there while they got through all of the family things and, you know, funeral and all of that and I would you know stay behind with the kids and that was better for us anyway because the kids didn't really understand what was happening they didn't understand why Papa was coming not coming home they asked you know about night three until he came home like every day okay when's Papa coming home mommy like this is crazy because he's away overnight every now and then for work but not you know over a week and it was over a week before he came home But during that, and even now after, now that we're, you know, we've got, we've replaced our car and everything's like starting to get back to normal, I'm just really amazed, I guess, intrigued, I'm not 100% sure what word I want to use, by the way that just my mind works. So I guess I could have said this when I reintroduced myself uh my official mental health diagnosis is severe ptsd with chronic anxiety and depression and we will get more into that and why i have those diagnoses later probably much much later i don't know when I will be ready to get there, but I will eventually, um, because that's the whole point, right? But it just, it's very interesting because when it all happened, like, I went, with the car accident, I went into this whole, like, guilt trip, like, you know, it's all my fault, it's all my fault that now, I, you know, I can't go anywhere, I can't get Killian to his appointments, and now I can't get my kids to their grandparents so they can love on them and help them feel better, and I can't be there for this funeral, and it's just, it's all my fault, it's all my fault, it's all my fault. And so I went into that spiral for, like, those first two weeks. And then, at the same time, though, I was in, like, 
an angry situation where I wasn't just mad at myself, I was mad at everybody. I don't know why, really, but I was. And then it just kind of all went, like, blank. Is the best way to describe it is I went from, you know, being super, super guilty and super, super angry and frustrated for a little bit while my husband was gone. I was kind of jealous. Um, but that's, you know, they it was Mardi Gras and they were still doing all the parades and things. And I mean, obviously they want to get their mind off of what's going on and what they're having to deal with during the day. And I understood that and I still understand it. But in the moment, it was, you know, I was dealing with a sick child. And, you know, so those little bits of jealousy would creep in. And then, like, once he got home and everything was said and done, um, other than the car, because it did take us another week to be able to replace the car, it just kind of all turned off. And it was so weird because the only thing I could feel was that I was just so tired. I was just so tired. And it was really hard to, like, react to anything and be present when he got home and my, you know, he brought Aurora with him um, because she was still off of school for Mardi Gras break. And so she was here for like four days. And I just like now looking back at that, like, I just feel so bad because I mean, I did things with her. I did her nails. I cut her hair. We played games with her, but I don't feel like I was fully, fully present. Because I just came down off of that, like, whole depression, anxiety spiral. And, you know, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law were here that weekend because they just wanted to get away from home and get away from all the things after everything was all said and done. And I just, I mean, it didn't help that I ended up getting strep that weekend and having to go to urgent care. But, I mean, even for, like, once everybody left, you know, my in-laws went back home and Aurora went back to her dad's. and my strep was under control it was still like took a few days before I was like back I guess it was just it was so bizarre and that happens to me that is you know a thing but it's just it's really weird that that's what my body does is it has all these like super heightened super big feelings and then like almost completely shuts down and like doesn't do anything yes I have talked to my doctor about this you guys I actually had a doctor's appointment like an hour and a half ago (laughs) and we are doing all the things so like don't freak out that like I'm not taking care of myself and that I'm not looking into all this because I am it's just interesting because I know that you know one of the side effects to anxiety and depression is you know like you have trouble getting out of bed and things like that and you know I see those things all the time where like they tell you a small winning a small battle is better than nothing you know if it's just getting up and brushing your teeth for the day way to go getting up and showering for the day way to go you know, if you can make it from your bed to the sofa and that's all you can do, great job. And so, you know, I know that that happens to people. Um, and I know that it happens to me. It's just, 
I've been in this period of my life, quote unquote, for the past few months where I've just kind of like really started examining myself more and because I have always, always, always tried to be the most positive person in the room because I just, you get back what you put out and there's just so much grossness and negativity in the world that I don't want to be another gross negative person. I want to just spread all the love and happiness and positivity. I'm that person that I'm going to smile at you for no reason, maybe creep you out a little bit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just want you to smile. I just want you to be happy, even if it's for the three seconds that you're smiling back at me, you know? And so with that, with that though, comes these periods where I'll be sitting because I can't do I can't do much physical things. Um, that's why Tyler does the dishes and the laundry and all of that. Um, I have another medical back issue that prevents me like it just it hurts to be most days. So he takes care of all of that kind of stuff so that way I'm not overdoing it. And I can still cook and be here for them and the appointments and all the other things. And so then I'll, like, start getting on on myself where I'm, like, you know, I, I'm i just worthless. And because I don't do anything, I don't contribute every, anything. And, you know, he will have to, like, literally list all the things that I do for us for me to be, like, okay, yeah, 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 okay, you're right. And so I just kind of got to a point, I don't know when, but very recently, within the last few months, where I just kind of decided that I don't want to do that to myself anymore because it doesn't help. It doesn't help the depression. It doesn't help the anxiety. It doesn't help my relationship. It doesn't help get anything done, you know, and... So with that, I just kind of started, like, once I get back out of the blankness and the just blahness, that I'll be like, well, why, like, what was the domino effect to get me there? And I haven't been able to pinpoint it, obviously, because it, you know, it still happens. But I'm hoping that the more reflection I have on those moments that I can kind of pinpoint it and be able to, if not stop it, reduce it a little bit because I just, I don't like when I look back at those times, I don't like what I see because then I'm not the most positive person in the room. And like, I kind of feel that you would be able to tell that I don't necessarily want to be there. But it's not necessarily even that I don't want to be there. Like, I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to be doing anything. I just, nothing is important to me in those times, you know? Like, important enough that I want to put energy into it. Which is really sad because I'm a wife and a mother and... You know, obviously, my husband and my children are always the most important things to me. I would do anything and everything for them. I would move mountains for them. 
you know, I complete mama bear. Like, don't mess with my kids. Don't mess with my husband. Don't mess with my mama. And don't mess with my siblings. My dad can, he can hold his own. And I know that. So, I mean, I'd probably be watching, making sure. But, you know. Because uh, <laughs> that's where I get it from, you guys. I know that. Um, and so it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, the more I think about it and reflect on it, it's just very, very interesting to me the way that your mind works when you're going through those mental hurdles, those mental struggles. And it's just really, really fascinating. Yeah. So that's kind of it. I'm sure I'll touch on that some more throughout this whole thing. Because this is kind of like going to turn into my therapy. I can feel it. But I mean, it's good to get things out. And I'm really bad about bottling them in. And so if talking to a computer screen is the way that I can get this out and feel better, then that's what I'm going to do. And just hopefully, through all my rambling, it touches somebody. That's why I decided to post it and make it public. And, you know, because the worst days are the days that I feel like it's just me. That I'm completely alone in this. That nobody understands what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. While on some level that is true because I feel things completely different than you, even if you have the same diagnosis as me, at least you'll be able to see that while we feel it and experience it differently, we're not alone. You know, there is someone else like you. I'm not exactly like you because I'm my own person and you're your own person, but we're similar. I know knowing that, it helps. It really does help because then you can start working on the processes to where, you know, you can shower, brush your teeth, and move to the sofa all in one day, not three separate days. Because you have somebody in your corner that's saying, yes, you can do this. You can get through it. We can get through it. We can do this. And that's my hope for this. And my hope for being real and kind of laying it out there. And telling you my emotions and my feelings and how my mind processes it. And, you know, what, I, you know, what I'm going through, what I'm feeling. Because just knowing that there's somebody like you can make all the difference. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you stick around for future episodes. Thank you for coming back and listening again. Um, you can get updates. I'll try to get better at posting more on Facebook and Instagram on when the episodes are posted. I... Oh, excuse me. I'm going to try to post a little bit more on there. I just don't necessarily really know what to say just yet. 
about it because it's all still really new and I'm I'm still learning you guys like I I literally just looked up like what's the best way to do a podcast and just went from there and just did it like that was all the re you know I didn't like really research or do so it's a learning curve I'm learning and I'm gonna try to get better at like posting things on Facebook and Instagram and being more engaging and things like that but you know, for now, this is this is what I got, and I appreciate you for sticking with me and listening and being here for me and with me. So, yeah, so I will be back with episode three, hopefully mid-April. Um, that is the goal that I'm sticking to, so let me rephrase that. Not hopefully. I will be back with episode three mid-April, if not sooner. Hopefully sooner. We can say that by mid-April, but hopefully sooner. So yeah, be on the lookout, and I'll, yeah, until next time. Bye, you guys.